Hello. And wait. What? You're supposed to turn this I up. I can't hear myself, Ethel. And turn the knob up. What knob? It, it's right there. Ed, no, it's what right I'm there. Turning. It says headphone volume. No, I know. That one. This one. That one. What? Right there. No, that one. Ed, it's this one. read the thing. It I'm says reading headphone it. right there. Where? It is that one. No, it's not as this one. No, it's that one. This it one. It says right on the knob. Ethel. It's is that one? Got this. That one. It's this that one. one. This one. That one. This one. That one. This one. That one. This one. That one. That one. That one. That one. That one. I'm starting the music. No, you're not. Chubby Cheek Show, episode number... Uh, FL 158. Ah! Way back when, when we didn't have to think. Come on in, don't be a dick. The boys on the farm didn't mean any harm. On the banks of Chub Creek. Chub I believe that's a blue jay. I can see him. He's got a big crest. But he's too back. It might be a woodpecker. He's got a big crest, a white belly. Do you know that song? I don't know it. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, yeah, it's a jay. Interesting. I didn't know the jay had so many. You can tell. I can tell it's a jay just because of the sound he's making now. Um, turn this down now. That's cool. That answers one riddle. I've heard that before and I didn't know what the hell bird that was. When they're up high in the air in the tops of the trees against a gray background, they're just almost black, so I can only see the shape of them. They must be really smart, eh? Like, imagine making a different song based on and it's a, you know, it's like a selection of tracks, some musical selections based on the situation. So really, that was a language, eh? Really neat. Anyway, so I'm at Forks, Forks of the Credit um, Park. I parked way on the, uh, I guess it would be the south west side of it, and walked down a long, long road because I thought there was a park somewhere near, and it was that one. Hard to explain. I just kind of knew I was heading the right direction. Uh, And so as a result, I've never seen this part of the park before. It's kind of nice. Anyway, I told myself I wasn't even doing a a podcast this week. And maybe I won't. I just thought I'd record that bird. That's as exciting as it gets. Oh, what's this here? What's this right up in here? What's this right here? This right here is just a river. Where am I now? There's a sign that says the Quarrymen's Side Trail. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm actually just on a, a part of the Bruce Trail here. Let me turn this down a bit. So you're not overwhelmed. Going down to the river. Can you hear me? There's a sign here that says uh, the fish species, and they are brook trout, brown trout. Do you want to know what this sign says? That's content. It says... You're not the first. Fishing is a long-standing tradition on the Credit River. 
Today, people fish for sheer pleasure, but at one time, Credit River fish provided a useful source of food. Of course, some people carry things to an extreme and caught many more than they could use. Today, with an ever-increasing fishing pressure, enlightened people <laughs> practice catch and release to preserve the stocks and avoid needlessly killing such a beautiful animal. So brook trout is also called speckled trout, one of Canada's most beautiful fish. Um, they are most commonly found in cold, clear, oxygen-rich, often spring-fed water with lots of pools. And the other one is brown trout, a native of Britain and Western Europe introduced here to Ontario. Interesting. In 1913, it's done quite well in several southern Ontario rivers, including the credit where it was introduced between 1938 and 1962. It reproduces and stocking, stocking is no longer needed. It competes with the brook trout, but they can tolerate slightly higher water temperatures. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, not really, but... Sure is pretty here. I'd like to give you a little bit of nature soundies. Thanks for whining and complaining all yous who did. Uh, as usual, I'm going to do what I want. But I like providing a little bit of soundscape. I, I like that when I listen back, and I hope you do too. Okay, picture time. It's kind of picturesque. I'm just on another... <laughs> I'm just on not... <laughs> I can't speak. I'm on another part of the trail, which is a dumb thing to say, which is why I stopped myself there. And I'm only recording because uh, I want to see if you can tell if this is on my, so the river is on my left. So if you hear that on your left, this is working. Right. I'm holding it right. I'm probably not. That's it. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't mean to start recording. Oh, just climbed a really long hill. I'm at the top of this uh, hill uh, overlooking a waterfall I've never seen before. And it's really cool looking because it's um, surrounded by walls of concrete that seem to just end and it pours through the rocks it's very dystopian future looking with a lot of the graffiti and stuff it's, I gotta take some pictures of that it's very cool and I'm standing in front of another plaque and I've been wanting to explain what this uh, Niagara escarpment actually is it's just a long long ridge um, but it explains it well here it says the Niagara escarpment <laughs> are you <laughs> are you entertained uh is a ridge of exposed rock that roughly encircles the Michigan Basin, forming a great horseshoe. It can be traced from about Rochester, New York, north to northern Michigan, then down to the west side of Lake Michigan and into Wisconsin. The Giant's Rib, as some call it, was formed over 400 million years ago during the Ordovician and Silurian periods of the Paleozoic era 
At that time, the Great Lakes Basin was covered by a warm, shallow sea. Rivers deposited sand, silt, and clay set up, shut up plain. While coral reefs grew, and in time, that's neat, millions of years resulted in the formation of the shale, sandstone, and limestone layers we see today. It was formed before glaciation was dramatically altered by the ice cover and meltwater. And then during the Pleistocene period, two million years ago, there were four stages of glacial advance and retreat. The most recent of these was the Wisconsin, during which the escarpment was covered by an ice sheet two kilometers thick. That's amazing to even think about. From the moment of its creation, physical and chemical forces have eroded the soft shales that lay beneath resident dolomite and limestone rock. Uh, the Niagara Escarpment is one of 12 UNESCO World Biosphere Reserves in Canada, so named for its internationally significant ecosystem. The forests, wetlands, cliffs, and meadows of the escarpment support over 300 species of birds, 52 mammals, 100 fish, and 39 reptiles. <laughs> I wonder what their names are. That's George. <laughs> it seems like there's only 100 animals in total. It also shelters several endangered, threatened, or rare species, such as the opossum, cerulean warbler, and is home to thousand-year-old cedars, which is cool. We've looked at that before. Despite a comprehensive conservation plan in Ontario, the escarpment here is still threatened by the presence of over 5 million humans living nearby. Hmm. And then it says about the Bruce Trail, which I'm curious about, because I sort of know about it. The Bruce Trail, which I'm walking on, was opened in 1967 and it's Canada's oldest marked hiking trail and one of its longest. It stretches for over 800 kilometers between Niagara Falls and Tobermory with over 300 kilometers of side trails and numerous connections with other trail systems. The Bruce Trail Association, based in Hamilton, uh, Ontario, governs nine regional clubs, and each club is composed of volunteers who accept responsibility for a section of trail by organizing maintenance teams, social gatherings, and fundraising. And each club is dedicated to preserving both the trail and the Niagara Escarpment it follows. The over 400,000 visitors to the trail each year appreciate their efforts, like me. So there you go. You just learned about everything there is to know here. Let me go look at the waterfall. It's actually pretty massive. You can't really, uh, well, you can tell, but you can't tell listening from back where I was. Pretty cool. Um, uh, it's amazing. There's a whole section here I didn't even know existed. I'm, right, I'm on this great big boardwalk. Yeah, I'll turn it down. I'm on a big boardwalk right now, and uh, it's all metal and boards. It's really built up. It's pretty cool, just, just randomly here, and I had no idea. Well, it's about 24 hours later. I, uh, I had a great hike yesterday, and I felt like enjoying it and not talking, and today I'm on a different, different place. What is this? This is called the Caledonia Trailway. It's, uh, it's a really interesting straight line carved through... The uh, town of Halton, or Hilton, Halton Hills, I can't remember. <laughs> and it's near uh, Terracotta Reserve, but, or uh, Conservation Area. It's really pretty, as I always say, but it really is. It's really nice. And I have no idea where this goes, but um, 
it'll be a little more uneventful. I just felt like another walk. I couldn't... Today I had plans. I planned on uh, doing all kinds of things, like I was going to continue to refinish my cupboards with that... Uh, did I tell you I was doing that? I ended up putting chalkboard paint finish on my cupboards uh, one at a time, and uh, it really worked out well. It's durable, and something about that paint's quite durable. And it's nice and matte, so it stays, uh, even though it's you know, kind of a low-tech finish, it looks clean and perfect. Um, and I plan to do that, and I plan on also, I have this crappy Pax wardrobe that I've been carting around from place to place that I live for the last decade or more. And uh, it, it was one day... I was just walking, uh, it's in my bedroom, I was walking past it and I bumped it and it started to go, and I mean, kind of diagonally, you know, where the the back support had just given up and it was just going to slide its way to the right and, and squish it, so I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, and so I pushed it back up into vertical and I duct taped the doors <laughs> with... Uh, with duct tape, obviously. And oh cool, there's another little area. So I'm probably parked in a stupid place. Uh, I just see that there's a car parked ahead with a it looks like one of those trailhead signs with a roof over it that tells you the map and everything. Anyway, so I plan on doing that because I got all these IKEA boxes. And because this Pax wardrobe that I used to actually do Chub Creek in, I used to have that as my desk. And I just stopped doing it. Uh, because I wanted to be out into the... It kind of barricaded me into the bedroom. And... Uh, and now it just collects junk, so it's full of junk. That's a nice sound. Oh, it's a car. I thought it was a string. Oops, I had this recording in my pocket. I'll be deleting that, unless you want to hear my pocket. Anyway, before I interrupted myself, what was I saying? Yeah, so I got all these kind of sort of nice-looking IKEA boxes. Uh, you know, nicer than a cardboard box. And my plan was to take all the junk that is accumulated in this thing. Because that's what things accumulate. Junk. And put them in these boxes and maybe even sort the stuff and throw things away while I take this stuff out. And then dismantle the Pax wardrobe and send it to the land of former Pax wardrobes in the sky. Or in the landfill. Or whoever. Maybe somebody will take it. I'm going to take it apart though. So if you want to take it, you're going to have to put it back together again. Yeah, and... Uh, gonna do laundry too <laughs> anyway I abandoned all that I, I kind of spent the day I wasted half the day kind of you know my my mornings my weekend mornings I really enjoy because I sit and I enjoy my coffee I read the news I play around with applications and do all that computery stuff you know there's a million little silly things you can do um, Facebook and messing with pictures and I was doing all of that for hours this morning and then I realized man am I ever burning up this day 
with nothing. So, and then I got an urge, even though after yesterday's hike, it was only about three hours, but uh, my legs or my feet especially were very tired when I was finished that. And um, I didn't think I'd be into it, but here I am and my feet are fine. So a little recovery. One good thing about this very, very easy trail, it's just a nice just a nice walk, really long. It's just as long as you want to walk and then turn around and just make sure you haven't gone too far because you got to do exactly the same thing back. And so that's today. When I get home, I have a ham thawing in the fridge. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I've, uh, I've decided to, to uh, eliminate starch again from my diet, so I'm... And, and I'm much more militant than I've ever been before. So the last almost month or so, I've eliminated starchy vegetables, sugar, rice, uh, you know, potatoes, um, bread, anything, anything that has a lot of grains in it, anything that has a lot of carbohydrate in it. I've eliminated it completely. Um, and so it makes it hard, though, because you got to come up with creative ways to cook so tonight I'm having ham and what <laughs> I've been getting rutabagas and roasting them or even parsnips are fairly starchy so I'm trying not to even do that but uh, you know a lot of vegetables and salads along with your protein so it's a high protein diet anyway <laughs> I've already got results and it's only been a little while um, I've already got pretty much a pant size lower almost I'd say not fully a pant size but I can tell every, every time I put on my pants it's a completely different experience from week to week so I'm going to stay the goddamn course you know uh, it's the one thing that seems to have worked from the past and I just need to be strict it's hard to be strict yeah everything is everything is filled with carbohydrate I've said this before, but I, I kind of slide off it, though. But I'm not going to this time. Anyway, I'm approaching a, that group again. And I feel silly talking into this thing while people are right next to me. So I'll pause again and I'll catch up.
yesterday when I was walking, I was thinking, sometimes I just press record when I have nothing to say, and and then it makes me curious what I fill the emptiness with. And it's kind of interesting because, wow, those are cool. Damn it. Hang on a second. I have to take a picture. I'll be back right away. There's just some uh, fascinating, uh, delicate-looking willow sprouts, I guess. I'm not even sure. Hang on. I need to take another picture. (laughs) Just a second. Anyway, sorry. It's it's just some uh, willow... You know, everything's dormant now because it's fall and there's no leaves. And I guess it's been warm enough that the uh, poor little willow tree, which was kind of gray, little tiny, tiny sapling, you know, it started to sprout new, I don't know what you call it, shoots. And they look so, and they're bright red and they look so delicate. It's just really cool. I just took a bunch of uh, macro shots of it with my little Sony. <coughs> There's a new camera, I can't remember the name of it, that shoots somehow and, and retains the entire light spectrum so that you can focus later. Have you seen this? I'll have to look it up. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, absolutely fascinating. If you look at the examples, you can actually look uh, at pictures they have on their website of like a flower and then refocus and watch the thing refocusing you know, and it's not like oh, it, fo- it records eight shots, and you get to pick one of the different focal depths of field. No, it's it's like infinite, so you can focus on any point. This one in the frame, and it's quite amazing technology. And I'm wondering, you know, when that's going to become mainstream, and what the limitations are, and um, stuff. This is a pretty neat trail. It's just dead straight, and you can see forever in either direction. It'd be great if you had a, uh, a bike. What was I trying to say? Mountain bike? Anyway, so what, I was, I ta- what was I talking about? I was just thinking, you know, because yesterday I was having trouble... Uh, you know, relaxing into just conversation, but was on my mind, and then I started thinking, well, when I'm not talking, what is, what's that bird, I was chickadee, what is on my mind when I'm not talking, you know, like, what, what are the actual thoughts, and it's hard, actually, to focus on that, if you try to spell out exactly what your, what, when your brain's just kind of on standby, what the thoughts are that go through, through your head, it was difficult. I kept getting straying off. Um, just the act of focusing on what the next thought is was difficult. <laughs> so, yeah, it's they must have. Oh, they must have deliberately planted a lot of uh, this this lot of berries along the way and pretty apple trees. And I think they very deliberately seeded it with stuff. Because I keep stopping to take pretty pictures of, you know, fall, the fall view of, you know, the, what happens to berries in the fall and drops of water and it's really pretty.
lots of kind of fun opportunities to shoot cheesy shots. But it's good practice. I think this is the same trail my folks were riding their bikes on and uh, dad says they're riding along and uh, he sees this dog coming at them big dog just racing at them at a full clip and uh, dad was sure that they were going to be tackling this dog trying to take them right off their bikes Uh, but it just kept going (laughs) dogs can be brave but they can also be pretty chicken shit too well, sometimes you'll see a little poodle chasing after a car like it's going to be able to catch it and do something with it. So, um, I can't uh, talk about work, but I, I can at least say uh, it's going well. And uh, uh, it's a lot of... Uh, I'm, 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 my time is thinner, so there's a lot of people which at first is kind of cool because it was already happening, but now it's like double, so uh, I can barely look at my computer. <laughs> and I've got somebody wanting to talk about something, and uh, I need to find a way, uh, a better way to solve that. I'm trying, though. I'm trying just to not restrict and uh, you know make sure everybody has a chance to chat. But it's exciting, and... Wow, we're going to do some pretty cool things, um, far-reaching things, and it just kind of feels like a next stage. A little nervous about it, but uh, also pretty confident. And uh, I'm just, at the same time, I'm hiring. And uh, one cool thing that happened was um, uh, somebody decided to leave and to uh, stay home with their kids. And uh, that left a position open for somebody that I really liked. really thought if I could find a full-time position, he was a contract person. And so I'll hopefully be able to bring her in full-time. So that's about as much detail as I can get into at work. Um, but that's all. It's pretty cool. Things are sort of coming into alignment there. Uh, but lots to do and lots to figure out and... Lots of jockeying to do and stuff. So uh, my time is my time is even more precious. And so this escape, I really need, I, feel, I seem to really need this uh, escape. I kind of feel like I need the solitude. I'm not sure why. Just probably because I need to do so much thinking. I I tend do you do this in the morning where um, there's a big day coming and you just settle into this pre almost subconscious pre-plan of things and one thing after the next comes into your mind and even though I'm not a planner I I do this every day and now I'm finding I'm doing it in my um, while I'm walking I'm thinking about all the little millions of little things that have got to happen and all the things that I have to keep on the front burner and there's bigger more important things now and so it feels good I don't feel overwhelmed so I've got good people behind me. Um, and actually not having the, um, doing more steering as opposed to 
doing a lot of stuff myself, although I want to do as much myself as I, I can possibly do just to keep my chops. Um, it just allowed me more time to, to plan. And uh, so, yeah, I'm spending a lot of time just thinking, thinking, thinking. And I almost... Uh, it's kind of making me even more of a hermit, actually. But I'm sure that'll fade. Okay, more pictures. I don't know how long I've been recording. Probably not long. Not sure what that is. Um, here's the cool thing. Uh, so my very dear uncle who I think more of as a big brother um, because he's so close in age he's only about what I see 12 years older than me or something uh, is he that old much older yeah he must be um, so he spent a long time living in BC uh, probably moved there maybe 20, 25 years ago even more um, you know, but I grew up with him around here and I've visited him a lot or he, he, rather, he would visit when I was visiting my folks so I saw him a lot and he would always be at family gathering so I've always been in touch over the years mostly thanks to his efforts because I'm such a uh, such a hermit, I never, I never think to do those things but I uh, he finally he made a real tough decision uh, uh, to move away from his life there. Um, and he's got kids out there that are old enough to, he thinks, to, um, you know, to cope okay with him starting a new life again. He really needs to be close to his brothers and his family out here. So it's just that time in his life he's decided to resettle. And I can identify completely with it because it happened in a similar way to me. But um, for me, it was, you know, me moving away from my uh, much younger kids, actually, um, just to, for several very hard to avoid reasons, which didn't make it any easier a choice. And uh, that was a turmoil. It was a, it was a time in my life that I, um, I still kind of recovering from, and so I identify a bit with it what he's doing. And anyway, he was. Uh, good enough to reach out to me now that he's been he's finally moved back to Ontario and he's living with his brother for a while until he figures it out and uh, uh, so I can't wait to see him and I, I'm really happy that he's going to be close to see him more often because he's such a great guy and uh, I just always miss I, you know I shouldn't say I always miss him, but he, he, you know, it's not like, oh, I think of Steve every day. It's not like that, but it's like a tangible chunk missing from your life when someone so important, uh, you know, isn't there. And so I'm just really happy that he's here and uh, I have to find a way to get together with him. We're going to do some hiking, so we'll see if he minds being recorded. I don't know if he does. I don't always have to record, it's just, it's what I think of when I'm walking, and it's fun. I like the idea of talking to somebody and recording it. 
So I'm really looking forward to seeing him. And um, I know his friends and his his kids and people that he's left behind. It's got to be tough, tough for them. Um, but you know, you just know when something's right for you, and you know, you just know, and uh, everything will be okay. really tough shifting your life. It's easier when you're younger. I've done it when I was younger, where I, you know, I just kind of, I had the, you know, I don't do anything on my own. I have somebody needs to kind of prod me. So at the time I had my girlfriend poking me and going, hey, let's move to British Columbia because I like British Columbia. And my parents were already there and I guess. And then something happened as a catalyst. It was the silliest thing that kind of made me really agree and that was when my band um I felt um really disrespected by my band and I guess it must have been really important to me because you know they uh what they 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 recorded without me some cd compilation thing that I was planning on being in the studio and I was excited about it and they couldn't find me so they did it without me and that was the last straw. I thought, screw this province. I'm out of here. We packed everything that we had into the little topaz. I've told this story before. I've probably told every story before. Uh, I better turn around. How long have I been here? Maybe an hour. Sun's going down. Not that you can't find your way home. It's like a straight path. You could walk it in pitch dark. Um, and so we booked it and got out um, and it was uh, easy because I was young and I had you know no debt no mortgage no kids all I had to do was make money enough to survive and somehow we managed and it's a lot tougher when you're older when you're older I don't have my windsock I gotta shut down for a sec Anyway, I've probably gabbed enough, haven't I? There was one last thing I was going to talk about. Oh, nerves. You ever notice there's a... I don't know. Maybe everybody's is different. Um, there's like... I'm turning around because of the wind. Try to think about how much nervousness you're feeling like right now. And then calm, smooth it out. And it's amazing how it creeps back and you're never sure why. And then you... I'm finding myself doing this lately. Um, Goddamn wind. Hang on, I gotta wait till the wind goes. It's really pretty. Somebody's made themselves a little waterfall. One of those perfectly flat ones that just falls in their sheet. Really cool. Anyway, yeah. How come... There's always a little bit of nervousness that you have to chop down. Is that just me? Like, not nervousness, but anxiousness. Stress. Stress, I guess it is. Stress levels. So the more details you have in your life, the more stress. So I hope you're not having a stressful day today. And I hope you take a minute to kind of isolate those little stress pockets and calm them down. Well, poor wind. I'll say goodbye now before the wind starts up again. So I love you. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time.